You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Joe Clark, good afternoon to you this week. How are you? I am well, thank you, Richard Sweatman. How are you? Yeah, great. Um, now, yeah. what's been going on in your world? Sure. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell a story in about how it's affected my prayer life. So um, as as some I want to do, I decided to sell something on Marketplace, which are these couches. And this is about a month and a half ago. And on the day it was set to happen, we'd booked it in a week early, uh, a week earlier, and the girl, Hannah, was planning to come around and pick up these couches. And I thought, great. And she said somewhere between 11 and 12. I thought, okay, I'll set an alarm. But I also knew I had a tradesperson coming over and I just assumed that that would be fine because we'd both be sort of, I'd be with the tradesperson and they would come and they'd just pick up the couches and it would be fine. Um, but I was down in the backyard when Hannah arrived and she arrived earlier than I thought she would. And either I can't, rec- I can't recall why, I, either the alarm didn't go off or I didn't notice it when I should have and I was chatting to the tradesperson and we I came up and found Hannah and whoever she had there to help her move the couches. And I thought, oh, this will be fine. Yeah, you know, oh, great, Hannah's here to pick up the couches. Um, and so she picked them up and I was very cheery and happy and, and just left them to it. Um, but they seemed a little disgruntled and I thought, oh, that's strange. Oh, well, you know, it's been fine. They've gotten a sweet deal and because they bargained me down a little bit. I was like, okay, cool, off we go. Um, and then I checked my phone. And I found a message from Hannah and it turns out she had been standing at the door for a long time, like like 20 minutes perhaps or she oh, something like she'd come and gone. It was a little bit garbled and I was horrified. I was so embarrassed because that's just not how I ever want to treat anyone. Like I mm. want to treat them like their time is valuable. Mm. And I went into a spin. I sent her a message and was very apologetic, but I never heard back. And so I thought, oh no, Hannah is really annoyed at me. And I spent that day worrying and being feeling really upset that I'd wasted her time, that I'd made her life hard for her. I just thought, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And this is my personality that I can just get a bit hooked on the worries. And so the next morning I woke up worrying about Hannah and was worrying throughout the day. And then I had this moment where I thought, okay, what if I <laughs> prayed for Hannah's salvation every yeah. time I thought about her rather yeah. than worrying? Because I've tried all the strategies I've learned with psychologists and stuff in the past, but I thought, what about if I just prayed for her salvation mm. every time I worried? And I just want to share that it has been incredible. Hannah oh, is still getting prayed for <laughs> a month <laughs> and a half later because it's still, it's you know, something that I'm still upset about. It's a reflection of my personality. But mm. um, anyway, I just wanted to share that as a word of encouragement. If anyone else is this kind of person who you get yeah. stuck on things and you can't move on. I have just enjoyed this, okay, pray for her salvation um, or if she's a Christian, just pray that she's growing in her love for Jesus every time I worry about her. And it's just yeah. I now have actually quite positive thoughts about Hannah. And so, yeah. Hannah, if you're out there, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> praying for you. <laughs> anyway, it's just a strange thing to share, but I just it's yeah. been an interesting journey of really trying to discipline myself um, and in just enjoying now praying for her. Yeah. No, mm. that, that doesn't strike me as a strange thing at all, Joe. Um, mm. It's a very relatable story, and mm. uh, I think that's a very good Christian strategy rather well, than worrying yeah. over something to pray yeah. for someone. I think, and I think it's been 
I worry about people and things and I use strategies to stop worrying um, and that takes effort. And I thought, well, what if I just use some of those but also prayed? How about that? It's not a brilliant idea. It is so familiar, but let's do it. And it's been uh, such a relief to just have uh, – because I still feel sad, but um, to move through that and go, oh, it's not about me. Let's pray about Hannah. So mm, anyway, yeah. there you are. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've, I've done similar things in the past. Yeah. Oh, good. So, um, yeah. It's not uh, not completely out of the blue for me. So yeah, yeah great strategy. Oh, that's great. What have you been thinking about this week or doing oh, this week? Well, something fun. Um, I was Ooh. over at a friend's place and um, it uh, he just so happened he showed me a, a gift he'd received for his 40th birthday, uh, quite a significant gift, oh. uh, which just blew my mind. Um, this was uh, set up in his house. It was like an arcade machine from my childhood uh, um, ah. um, with that had been specially designed new and fresh but to look like an old arcade machine with just an virtually unlimited selection of arcade games um, from previous decades and the little controllers and buttons Ooh. and unlimited sort of credits and um, I, I was just blown away <laughs> so, <laughs> because the game, like the game, for me, arcade games, it's all about Street Fighter 2. Have you okay. heard of Street Fighter 2? No, I never have. <laughs> You've never heard of Street Fighter 2? Wow. I'm, yeah. I'm completely a blank canvas when it comes to arcade games. I literally right. can't even picture what you're describing. No, okay. So Street Fighter 2 uh, is from like the late 80s. Um, okay. Had a few iterations, evolutions, uh, but it was kind of the foundational two-dimensional fighter guy on the left side, fighter guy oh. on the right side. Yep. Joystick, pressing buttons, combinations, do a high kick, low kick, spinning cool. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was just huge, like, and it still is huge. Um, the characters, people would, our listeners, some of our listeners would, would know characters like E Honda or Ryu and uh, his special moves of the Hadouken or the Shoryuken. <laughs> uh, and, um, for, but for me, it's um, this arcade, I never actually played a lot because. I didn't really have any spending money as a kid. Yeah. And with these arcade games, you could put in, I don't know what it was back then, 50 cents, 20 cents, a dollar. Yeah. It would just disappear very quickly. And I, and so for me to be, have unlimited, like the definition of wealth was to be able to play <laughs> unlimited games on an arcade. This man cups, his cup runneth over. He's just yeah. like ready to go. Yeah. And so um, to be able to sit there and have unlimited games of this thing, um, I mean, uh, it's yeah. As a grown up now, I've, I've got limited time, and I, you know, the, it's I'm a different person. But um, it was just, uh, yeah, just kind of a happy moment. Brought up these memories. Yeah, there's something nice about that. And so, yeah, yeah I don't know if I actually want one, but just um, <laughs> it was happy to think about. Yeah, this arcade kind of history. Yeah. So. Did you have a, a proper go or did you have to do that polite, oh, that's nice, but we're not actually going to play it. We're just going to look at it right now. <sighs> no, no, we had a proper go. And I was playing with oh, my son, yeah. Andy, Andy who, oh, who, who beat me on the game. <laughs> he was like, oh, this is so old-fashioned. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, He's, wash your mouth out, child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you ever have any exposure to arcades when you were growing up? No, no. I grew up in the country. There's no such thing as an arcade in the country. Really? No. <laughs> well, okay. there might have been. I just didn't know about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, reminiscing arcade stuff. Now you know a little bit about Street Fighter 2, Joe. That sounds fun. That does sound fun. And what have you been reading in the Bible? 
Well, I've been reading an Acts lately mm-hmm. and um, was challenged and encouraged from Acts 21 just in uh, recent days. Mm-hmm. Um, in Acts 21, uh, Paul is getting ready to go to Jerusalem or continue his journey on to Jerusalem. And um, he stops in at uh, Caesarea, in, which is sort of in the Syria kind of area north of uh, Judea. Mm. Um, and uh, he's getting these conflicting messages. Or there's, there's a bit there's different. Like he's very motivated to get to Jerusalem um, by, um, by Passover and um, mm. he uh, uh, wants to bring a gift of money for the poor um, and some offerings there. But he's being warned by several people, this is a bad idea and it's going to be uh, trouble. And there's even a prophet saying, um, according to the Holy Spirit, you'll be bound in, in Jerusalem. Oh, wow. Um, now, it's a, it's, a, it's a tangent we won't go down to why the Holy Spirit warns him against something that is really a good idea, part of God's plan. But um, what uh, I love Paul's words in 21 verse 13 as people are kind of begging him not to go to Jerusalem, he says, Then Paul replied, What are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And uh, that's just kind of um, an inspiring uh, couple of sentences there. Uh, Paul is, um, yeah, cares nothing really for his own life. Um, Mm. He's ready for suffering. He's ready for death. And it's all for the name of the Lord Jesus. Mm, mm. Um, wow. I was challenged. <laughs> I can imagine what the original audience would have felt too, which would have, like you can see next that they would not be dissuaded. But it, that statement still would have had an impact that would have been like, whoa. <laughs> Surely they would have had a moment where they thought, oh, this guy's, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because anyone willing to die for anything is amazing but yeah yeah so mm-hmm. i think uh it's helpful um yeah challenging for me to um i mean i'm i'm not being bound i'm not going to die for the name of jesus mm-hmm. but i'm somewhat inconvenienced uh for the <laughs> name of jesus uh i have a little bit of work to do um i feel a bit tired mm. um, so yeah paul is taking this attitude he's he's doesn't yeah doesn't he's not worried he's um, cares about the name of jesus mm. uh, whatever the sacrifice and so mm. yeah i mm. think i was spurred on to be, be like oh you know stop you don't need to uh feel sorry for yourself or uh, mope around just um here's mm. a good challenge to um yeah use your life for the name of jesus yeah i, I had a um conversation with someone the other day where they reminded me about um uh oh is it philippians one where paul says whether to live or christ it live or die it's it's all about serving yes. Jesus, yes. and it it just echoes so tightly, doesn't it? You can see the the authorship of Philippians in in the same language mm. he uses here and there, and um, it's very um, stirring to hear a brother in Christ say, "Well, here we go. This is what this is. All, it's all for the name of Jesus. Whether we live, whether we die, whether we're bound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, that's wow." Great. So, yeah, I'm enjoying Acts there from um, just little challenges from Paul like that. So mm. there's, there's more to come. So yeah. you'll finish Acts by the end of the week, will you? Oh, or next possibly. week. It's a bit, yeah. hard, a bit hard to explain my Bible reading patterns. We <laughs> 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 uh, not too far off. Oh, I always find the, the, you know, the, the moving towards 
Rome is just so fascinating. And then he gets to Rome and the conversations there. Mm. Anyway, that'll be good. And uh, for you, Joe, what have you been reading? Well, I listened to you last week talking about Thamelios, um, <laughs> reading yep. something a little bit more academic, a little bit yep. stretching, and I thought, you know, you and I have discussed this before. It's something yeah. that we both value and wanting to be keeping ourselves sharp and strengthening the theological muscle. And so I thought, <laughs> right, I'm going to do it. Here yep. we go. Yep. And I don't really perceive myself to be a great student and I don't think that's an unjust perception. Um, but I decided, okay, I'm just going to look at the most recent journal and, and see what comes up. And I thought I'm going to pick something that's definitely feels scary and it's about the Bible. So I found, this is the title, Jesus, Adopted Son of God, Romans 1, Orthodox Christology and Concerns About a Contemporary Conclusion. Um, I know. <laughs> I know. It's written by um, two men, Joshua Mora and Ty Kearson, Kearser. So it's volume 46, issue two. And so I really had no idea what I was getting into. And so I read Romans 1, verse 4, and I'll just read that for us now. Um, it's in the middle of a sentence here where Paul is describing himself and making an entry to the letter. Uh, he says, And who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the Son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Yeah. And so there's a lot in there, but essentially this article is a discussion about um, some recent, three recent um, books uh, and I guess scholars who have concluded, they're contemporaries, so they've concluded recently um, different things about Jesus and his claiming that he was adopted to be the son of God and what that means. And the argument goes, they essentially outline the three positions of the three men who have just released stuff and then they go to um, what because they're essentially looking at orthodoxy. So they go, okay, well, what do the creeds say? And now they're making their own conclusion. And I decided to give myself an hour because I thought, okay, an hour's enough. And I did that this morning and I didn't finish the article, um, but I'm actually feeling really excited to finish it. I'm only about a page and a half to go. Oh, um, right. Yeah. And this is what I have learnt. Um, <laughs> I've learnt that it's better to keep going when you feel scared than not. <laughs> Because okay. when, yeah. when I was trying to understand the false teaching at the start, false teaching is hard to understand. And so I got a little confused and I thought, oh, I should be feeling confused right now because I don't think this is true. Um, but it also was quite an overwhelming moment. And so just pushing through, uh, not being afraid to have a dictionary there. I Googled words that uh, things like um, I'd forgotten what soteriology meant, axiom, anathematize, all these things that I kind of had a <laughs> sense of what they were, but I didn't yeah. really know. Yeah. But I thought I'd read a little quote because I thought it was quite um, quite a good quote uh, from the authors and they've explained essentially they've discussed what they think to be true about the creeds and then they say um, this. Let me just find it. I highlighted the bad arguments in yellow and the right arguments in green and this is in green. It says, it seems that Jesus not need not attain, in the sense of experience himself, every feature of redemption in the same way we do. For example, redemption includes repentance and the experience of having sins blotted out in Acts three by virtue of the grace of is by virtue of the grace of God. Yet Jesus did not repent, nor have his sins been blotted out. 
Likewise, believers uniquely experience being transferred um, to the kingdom of his beloved son, quoted from Colossians, and uniquely experience being once slaves of sins and yet not have and, and yet having been set free from sin, from Romans 6. This does not mean that Jesus' death and resurrection do not attain, that is, accomplish or establish these benefits received, uh, for instance, from Romans 6. Yet it does mean that Jesus does not experience these benefits that we likely you we uniquely receive. Um, so essentially it's saying, because um, one of the arguments was, if Jesus doesn't experience adoption, how can we be adopted? And so it, it, it's essentially making an argument, oh, no, Jesus doesn't experience things that we receive, but um, that he does achieve them or accomplish and establish them or attain them for us. Yeah, yeah. So I found that helpful to read this morning. Yeah, no, that's really good. I love it that you uh, chose a past, uh, an article about uh, the Bible, and you're spending time thinking deeply yeah. about Jesus, and mm. I I can see how that sort of argument is going to have pastoral benefit as people talk about yes. what Jesus experienced and what he did yes. or didn't experience. Yes, and it was good to just dip into the creeds again, the Nicene Creed and the Chalcedonian Creed, and remember that I had forgotten them. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it was good. I would I would encourage people to be brave and have a go. Yeah, I love your so. um, humility in. Um, yeah, there's those, those tips of keeping going and to keep yeah. a dictionary handy. Yes. Uh, yeah. So um, they're not they're not easy words, and there's some Greek. Just let the Greek wash over you. <laughs> that's going. right. That's right. <laughs> uh, good stuff, Joe. Well, I think we're out of time. Yeah, but it was good to well, chat. Good to chat. We've talked about mm. uh, Street Fighter Two and praying <laughs> for uh, people you disappoint on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> yes. And. Uh, yeah, Acts 21 and uh, reading an article. And, um, yeah, if uh, as speaking to our listeners here, if you have enjoyed this podcast or you enjoyed previous episodes, um, yeah, we, we do this for the benefit of others and as well as enjoying mm-hmm. the conversation. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, please um, share this uh, with uh, friends and family um, mm-hmm. and uh, share w- what you enjoy from this podcast. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to um, yeah welcome more listeners to mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I'll talk to you next week. See you next week. See ya.